welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. It is Monday, May 12th. We are here to discuss the best and worst in the world of bikes, our Velo Games Giro d'Italia Fantasy Cycling Challenge, and Eddie Merckx. And as a reminder, our podcast is available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Just search The Slow Ride. We are on Facebook, and our website, theslowridepodcast.com, is a great resource for all the links and breadcrumbs of what we discuss. Quick note, we are aware of the streaming troubles in which playbacks can restart. We are working on that issue. Our tech department is on it, and it will get done before you know it. My name is my name is Tim Hayes, and I am in Gainesville, Florida, where I co-own a bicycle shop called Swift Cycle. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. I'm joined by Matt, the little guy, Alan, a bicycle messenger in Minneapolis. And Matt, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, if you ever found yourself in the lead at the Giro d'Italia, would you wear an all pink kit, or would you go with just the pink jersey and non-matching shorts? Uh, I'd, I'd go with the all pink. It's a you, good opportunity. With the pink shoes and like the whole like kitten caboodle. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably try to milk as much pink stuff out of my sponsors as possible. So pink. yeah. Okay. Pink pom poms. I'd really, really want to ruin the mechanic's day by making him have to rewrap my bars that he wrapped like the night before now in pink tape. All right. That'd be fun. Uh, Matt can be reached at the little guy Matt on Twitter. Also on the line is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts, where he works in the industry. He's currently in first place in our own three-member challenge of the Velo Games Fantasy League, and he has not been shy in letting the world know this via his Twitter feed, <laughs> at Spencer Howe, H-A-U-G-H. So, Spencer, do you think you're going to be able to hold on to this league lead through the next three weeks of racing? I have the utmost confidence that uh, my team <laughs> will be wearing pink uh, in 33rd place over you guys' uh, 40th and 43rd if, or whatever if, it is. If anyone on your team is in the pink jersey, they'll be one of the four people that's also on my team. I so. know. It's amazing how how our teams are basically 50% the same, but yet yeah. I'm somehow like hundreds of points ahead of you. That's because you've got, I mean, you've got the Vivani guy, and I've got I'm Ferrari, just... and Ferrari's letting me down. Ferrari so, will, yeah, he so will to, do that. To give an update on what we're talking about for everybody is velogames.com has a fantasy cycling league for the Giro. We decided to do a Slow Ride Podcast Super League. There are 47 teams in it, and the the gamble between... 47 <laughs> wonderful listeners yes. who joined our league yeah. and are all, you know, they can all beat me, and I will love them all as long as I destroy you two. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> well, I, I do want to point out that I did notice that one person has two teams, and what three of them are us, so, you know, there goes you know, a large percentage of our listenership. Oh. Um, it, you know, the league itself is, is looking pretty good. Brian Girding is currently on the top. We'll have a link in our uh, breadcrumbs on the website. Uh, still waiting for the, you know, Cadell Evans showdown on the mountain. That's going to get some major points. I'm not too concerned, but the major prize is that whoever wins between the three of us gets to write two paragraphs that must be read verbatim on the air by the other co-hosts of the Slow Ride podcast. So that's that's what we're playing for, and our lovely listeners are playing for a slew of prizes, including up to six Louisville Foam Party water bottles. Uh, do you have anything else that Riot Minneapolis will uh, donate to the cause, Spencer? Yeah, Riot Minneapolis will be making a, a donation to the prizes um, in, the, in the form of a uh, Dirk Hoffman motorhome scarf. Nice. Uh, so that'll be available to uh, one of our lucky winners. All right. Well, uh, congratulations right now to Brian Girding. We are now making the trip. The Giro starts back up tomorrow. 
And uh, also want to tell Mastodon, our primo DJ at the Louisville 2030 Foam Party, we feel you, Mastodon. You're currently in last place. We know you're probably not going to check it. But, he um, is you going have, for that water bottle. He's going hard for it. So, um, all right, let's get to best of the week. And I'm just going to circumvent all of you guys and jump in front of the line. The best of the week was that That's I rude. rode, I raced my bike again. Yeah, how'd um, it go? Did you uh, you make the front group? I was Wait. in... Well, is there photographic evidence of this? Yes, there are photog- there's photographic evidence. I did a one, two, three road race, 65 miles here in lovely... Oh, wait, wait. I did, I did see a photo. It was only of you with no one else around, though, so I yeah, actually can't can I... verify. <laughs> well, there are, there is verification. 65-mile okay. road race. I was in the front group. There was a crash about two miles away. Well, I want to say there's six guys in a break off the front by about 30 seconds, and then there was a crash two miles away that really shattered the field going into the final sprint. So I think I got 33rd place out of like 56 starters. I was very happy with it. Um, You know, it was a lot of fun. I was a little nervous. So best of the week is bike racing. Once again, I have discovered a love for it. I sat in the back the whole time and just uh, commented on what people were doing wrong. Yeah. I I found Mm -hmm. myself in the front with about, about 10th wheel and, Got lots of weird looks from really, really fast local guys. Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going back to the back. See you guys later. Um, so a lot of fun with that. Lots of material for the next few weeks of the Slow Ride podcast. So there you go. That's my best of the week. Did you uh, Did you think you had a flat at any point during the race? At no point. Just... But I wow. did think I was going to drop off. Uh, That's weird. It, it got really hard for a while there. And I, already, and I told Keith, Keith. I'm about to pop, and he was like, "Oh, you can hang on for a little bit longer," and I did. So thanks for the. Uh, that was good encouragement. That's good. So that's my best of the week. What's uh, nice. what's your best of the week, Spencer? Um, so, I uh, I recently discovered, and maybe people know about this, but it's new to me. So I'm gonna give it the best of the week uh, nod. Uh, but there's a there's a website, a new website. Um, I don't know if there's people out there like me. Uh, I know a little guy is in this boat, but. Uh, you know, there must be at least one or two others that just don't really use power meters and don't collect tons of data. Um, I I don't have a computer on my bike, but I uh, I often turn on my phone, turn on the Strava on my phone, and, and, you know, I look at the ride afterwards, but I don't care what's happening during the ride. So anyway, I found this website that uh, called veloviewer.com, that you can upload it takes all your info from your Strava which is you know pretty basic info and it breaks it out into like all kinds of like way more in-depth analysis uh, kind of stuff and charts and graphs and you can you can nerd out like you actually had a power tab and uh, and some real you know coaching software stuff uh, Mm -hmm. just with your boring you know Strava information so it's actually super cool Um, hello viewer VeloViewer.com. What's your uh, best of the week, little guy? My best, my best of the week is actually your best of the week. You, you, you may have been confused thinking you already knew your best of the week, but um, I was on a ride today and I saw none other than Dewey Dickey. Are you serious? I saw him on a bike cruising along on uh, on the bike path along the creek. He's on a cross bike. He's in can the you, old Mercy kit. Can you? 
give people a uh, quick little rundown on who Dewey Dickey is? Because we've got listeners from all over the world that need to know the legend of <laughs> Dewey, Dewey Dickey. Dewey is, is only the greatest bicycle racer of all time. Um, Tim was in love with him, and he got popped a lot, and now he can't race anymore. I think Dewey I think Dickey... That about says it all. I think Dewey Dickey got busted, what, twice? Yeah, twice Dewey Dickey least. is banned for life from cycling, He's banned from for competitive life, cycling. Yeah. So he got bust. He got busted what? a long, 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 long time ago in like El Salvador, right? Like he miscalculated. I think the story is like he miscalculated <laughs> when they were gonna like they were only testing the stage winner and the GC winner. So his plan yeah. was to consistently get second, and then <laughs> the, the the GC overall guy dropped out, so he found himself in the lead. So they tested him, and then he got he was like the first guy busted for EPO, so he did a two-year ban. And then when he was on the two-year ban. He then discovered that he had, like, brain cancer or colon cancer. It was, like, a really sad story, yeah. and he fought through it, and then he got busted, like, four years ago for failing failure to take a test, and he just accepted a lifetime ban. <laughs> yeah, which means he was on a whole slew of things at that point. I do want to say that I do have his uh, 2009 Minnesota Cyclocross Rider of the Year trophy on my bookshelf. <laughs> I never gave it to him. But Yeah, you know, I think I, technically you're supposed to probably give that to, like, Doug Swanson now. Well, Dewey is oh. one of my favorite racers, and I wish that uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's, he, he's a great guy. He's, he's one of the guy. nicest guys out there. Was always really friendly to us. Uh, he was even when he we was. had just chumps really coming nice. up. If, and he and he drove that sweet Volvo. He has a really nice 850R wagon that is pretty <laughs> sweet. I have to say. We should say, like, really point out that, like, I mean, he really was a nice guy for us coming up. Like, he oh, always yeah. was willing to shake his hand and. He really got a kick out of us yelling Dewey all the time for him and yeah. cheering for him. And, man, he had really good form on the bike. It was uh, it was kind of magical. But, wow, you saw Dewey. That That is my best of the week. Thank you, yeah. little guy. It was pretty yeah, exciting. Okay. I was pretty surprised. I saw the Mercy kit, and I was like, it can't be. It can't be. It is. Uh, I will uh, <laughs> put that link on there. But, uh, yeah, September 2010 was the day that uh, Dewey Dickey got banned for life. He accepted the sanction. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he did have a one-year band uh, in 2002 from the Tour of Guatemala. So <laughs> I remember the day he got banned the second time where he got busted and you, you drove past me in your car and you flagged me down and <laughs> pulled into the gas station and we're like, dude, shaking your head. Just, you're heartbroken. I was. And if you guys want a full uh, Dewey Dickey uh <laughs> history just go to superrookie.com and type in dewey and, and there's a lot there <laughs> all right those are those are some great best of the weeks we'll be back uh with worst of the week in just a moment All right, we're back with the uh, slowridepodcast.com, worst of the week. Naturally, I could pick the worst of the week being my current standing in the velogames.com Juro uh, Fantasy League. But yeah, that'd be a solid one. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but then you'd have to do that next week and the week after, and you don't want to do <laughs> yeah. the same thing three weeks in a row. And you so know, maybe I, you should wait till the end. All right, I, I will. But I, I will say this: that doing the bike race, I found lots of. I have lots of material for worst of the week piling up and I have this whole list of things that I witnessed Um, but I'm not going to pull those out there was just something that I was thinking about on my way to the bike race 
that I thought you guys would kind of get a kick out of, and I was like, you know, that really is the worst of the week. Um, as you guys know, I, I have a tendency to really pack a lot of bottles on road races. Like, usually I have the two bottles in the cage cages, then I also yep. run three bottles in the pockets, right? Like, one in each rear pocket. I was thinking, you know, it would be okay if the general road cycling community just accepted camelbacks and they weren't just seen as the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because it could make life a lot easier. And just that general disdain of camelbacks in the road riding community is was the worst thing in cycling for me that week. Because even though they're, I totally understand why people don't like them. It's true. Uh, you know, you um, know, people wear people wear them in the gravel races. There's some. They seem to be somewhat accepted there. Well, you know? can you? Is it accepted to wear a camelback under the jersey? Mm, no, that's just that's just shameful. I mean, at least put it out. <laughs> At least tell the world you're wearing a camelback. You gotta own that. Otherwise, it's it's strange. It's like, is that guy hiding a camelback under his jersey? <laughs> Are they allowed in the like? Can you wear a camelback in a race with a helmet mirror? Uh, I, think I don't it's know. Like Actually, a, a, uh, I don't know where I get confused on where the USA Cycling and the UCI rules. Uh, actually differentiate you know which ones are yeah. cross both but in the UCI anyway it's uh, like an aerodynamic potential advantage so they don't allow it like yeah. otherwise it everybody like... use them in the TTs you know and all that stuff for... well so regardless would you guys ride with me if I wore a camelback and a helmet mirror in a race absolutely I not. would I, that'd be awesome what's your yeah. uh, worst of the week uh, Spencer uh, so you know, I'm gonna. I feel kind of bad. I I figured out what my worst of the week was um, because it's it's spring here. It's actually feels like summer, but it's technically spring here in Boston. It's it was 80 degrees today. It's gonna be 80 all week. Sorry, everybody. Um, and you know, so everybody's out on their bikes and they dusted off all their rides and and the bike racks are full of bikes. And man, I'm walking around and I'm like feeling pretty good. And I'm going to ramble on because I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> and and I'm looking at everybody's bikes, and I'm like, I hate all your bikes. I hate them all. Like, I'm glad that you're riding, but Jesus Christ. Like, I'm, I don't know when it happened, but I'm like the worst bike snob ever. And I feel a little bad about it, but a little just not bad at all about it. And, and it's kind of turned into my worst of the week. I'm my own worst of the week. So... What is so atrocious? Yeah. yeah. What's what, the, what dude? Is, everything what's, like what's your the top bars three are things? horrible. Your your weird fender thing is terrible. Your wheels are. Your what are you doing? Like so, Spencer. What's like the the three things so they avoid the scorn uh, of Spencer Howe to make their bike at least look presentable when you're walking through Harvard can, Square? They can PayPal me fifteen dollars and I'll give them. Uh, a, a photo you, yeah send me a photo of your bike and I will I will tell you all the things wrong with it but uh, the, the bullhorn bars the, the weird brake lever setups the awful bar tape jobs your, what kind your of bar tape big job? weird aluminum rims your colorful rims that match your bike too well Dude, like, you, got, you gotta put your brake lever on your top tube that's the safest place to have it it's on your seat post it's it's everywhere so is There's it most everywhere. Is it mostly fixed gear bicycles that you have the most frustration with? Oh, no, with? it's every bike. It's your commuter bike. Like, the bikes that I actually appreciate the most are are the straight-up, like, um, I don't know, around-town commuter bikes with the panniers on them and just 
I'm not trying to be fashionable. I'm just going to work. And they end up being like the most fashionable. Like they make sense. Everything about it makes sense. I guess what I'm mad about is bikes that don't fucking make any sense. Hmm. So what's the so what what's a bike that doesn't make any sense? I'm a little Dude, confused. Every bike your bike doesn't make any sense. Really? Have you seen have you seen the Gilmore that you built up a few years ago? That bike doesn't make any damn sense. The Gilmore is it was a gift of love to my wife. It has a 24-inch front wheel, and it it's a pursuit bike. I mean, who does that? And and it had a coaster hey, brake. Who's used to ride a pursuit bike around? I wouldn't throw stones. Yeah, in but I had drop bars on it, and I had good wheels on it, and good good wheels on it. What I wheels are on the Gilmore? You don't even. Phil Woods to uh, Campy Montreal's. That's a solid okay. country. So what's the okay? So so you're just. It didn't have a 24 inch. Your worst week. of the week is you being an asshole, basically. Yes, that's that's okay. what I said. All right, so does this, I feel wait, bad does this about bother it. you? Like it bothers me because when it's it's so petty, but when the quick release is, when the lever of the quick release is on the right side, or if the quick release lever like points away from the fork, like uh, someone uh, puts it like straight ahead because they're worried they'll like run into it somehow when they're getting off their bike, it drives me out of my mind. So but it's so petty. I I want to turn people's wheels around, you know, uh, like... Yeah. I've actually, at the at being delivering over at the U of M a lot lately, there's some pretty scary, atrocious bicycles over there, and I, I've actually switched a couple, like, um, quick-release levers that, <laughs> not on the wrong side, but just that people put them on and then just and turn awkward the wrong angles. way, uh, you know? Yeah. You're the Manson uh, family of levers. <laughs> well, <laughs> like... Putting them back just enough that maybe they'll notice. Well, yeah. you know, you, you, I pull up next to bikes sometimes, and you see these small little things, and you're like, that wheel's going to fall off. Or, like, you, like all I'd have to do yeah. is, you know, two minutes yeah. of little maintenance, and this person won't die. So And, and things, things that drive me nuts are, like, people are riding, you know, janky, slack-chained, you know, cobbled-together, single-speed, $10 bicycle, whatever. Like, that's fine. Enjoy your bike. But then they put, like, a $200 Brooks saddle on it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, dude, why? Just make your life nicer. Like, the saddle really, I don't know. It drives me crazy, stuff like that. Well, like, we can tell. Your priorities are all messed up, bro. What are you doing? Well, we appreciate the honesty, and we agree that you are the worst of the week. I mean, that, <laughs> you know, your feelings are the worst of the week. Uh, little right. guy, little guy, what's your worst of the week? Um, my worst of the week was the, the whole the whole Giro starting in Ireland passport debacle um you know a lot of riders having trouble getting getting passports to go to the uk and just just generally when these grand tours start in a country other than the country it is a tour of i i just it just feels a little silly to me tour of italy started in belgium last year a couple years ago and now it's starting in italy and tour de france has always started all over the place germany and all these places and the uk the other year um but has the has the Vuelta started in in another country? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't I can't, know if anybody wanted them to. Andorra. I don't pay enough attention <laughs> to it, but it would be another reason why the Vuelta is actually the best of all the Grand Tours, although That's no true. one ever pays any attention, including I me. I want them, I want it to be in the country. If it strays into a neighboring country for like a stage or half a stage, that's one thing. But you know, starting somewhere else just seems just too much for me. I do want to just say on a final note that uh, I do a- appreciate, you know, being in the other country, but what really screws me over 
is that today was Monday and I'm supposed to be teaching school and I couldn't watch the Juro while the kids were there studying vocabulary. <laughs> Alrighty. We are all done with this portion of the podcast. We'll be back with one good question written by our very own Spencer oh, wow. Howe. You are on fire right now. Okay. <laughs> Don't edit that. I want you to leave it like that. Music this week provided by the Soviets of Minneapolis, Minnesota, 2005. Not as good as the hardcore band Arden Chapman, who were working on getting their um, debut 7-inch digitized. But thanks for joining us. Oh, oh I have it digitized, but you'll you never see it. Or hear it. Oh, yes. And uh, we are uh, ready for the one good question. This week it comes from Spencer House. Spencer, what do you got for the one yes. good question? Okay, so I think I got a pretty cool question. Um, this is this kind of touches on the uh, the theme of the Giro. So uh, most people, actually probably not that many people know uh, that there's a great documentary about the Giro d'Italia <clears throat> called The Greatest Show on Earth. Uh, it kind of follows Eddie Merckx along uh, his Giro uh, sometime back in the annals of history. Um Anyway, we're watching him. He dominated everybody in pretty much everything all through the late 60s and early 70s. As we all know, Eddie Merckx the cannibal. So, I that got me thinking. Um, if you put an inform, uh, you know, that era Eddie Merckx on a team in today's Peloton, in today's Giro, uh, pick a team, doesn't matter. Is he a team leader? Is he a domestique? Is he off the back? Like, how does he fare? Look, okay. you want you want a first stab, and then I'll tell you how you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Um, I don't tell know. Me what team I, you I, think is on? <laughs> Why I, think, not? I think he'd be decent. You know, I think uh, I don't. No, I don't think he'd be dominating. Though I think uh, I, I just think he'd be decent. He'd be right in the pack. He'd be kind of like a like a vocal or something. He'd probably attack a lot, and we'd really root for him, but he wouldn't really pull through. So so he'd be Plus, he'd be a lot he has, like his son. <laughs> yeah, he would he would have been a lot like Axel, which you were a huge fan, and I'm surprised Axel never had any problems with the authorities because of that. So do you have a team that you put him on, little guy? Oh, I hadn't thought about what team I would think uh, um, of a future past past future Eddie Merckx would go on to. I'll have to think about that. You tell me what you think, and I'll I'll decide what team I want well, him to ride for. He'd clearly be on a, a Belgian team, but then you got to figure out what Belgian team he would be on. And no. also, you have to figure out, are we talking prime Eddie Merckx, Spencer, or are we talking, yeah. like, kind of washed up, you know, 42-year-old no, Eddie Merckx? No, it's like, say, like, best. 71 or something. So at his best, I would say Eddie, okay, so Eddie Merckx is going to be on the quick step team, and he would be uh, kind of like a Nicky Terpstra, not anything uh, super exciting um what do you mean nothing exciting <laughs> the man won roubaix and he won schnefelnefagus or whatever well, earlier I, in the year I, I, okay so, so so yeah he'd win a couple of races that aren't that important in the grand scheme of things <laughs> and i think ultimately it would come down to i think you gave little guy an aneurysm <laughs> i i think it would 
it would come down to who his soigneur was and if the Belgian mix was as good as the Belgian mix that Eddie Merckx was on. Mm. So this is the problem. Do, do we get his soigneur from the 70s that's aging the tubulars in his cellar? I think you, that's give, them mess the, up. you give them all the new, you give them all the same, the same magic that the new guys are on. You give them the bottles full of uh, whatever, painkillers and all that jazz, you know. He gets, he gets the new bike, he gets the air attack, and he gets all the new drugs. Well then... I would say Eddie Merckx would be like Nicky Nerpstra, Nick, Nicky Terpstra, you know, just a uh, average bike like, racer that wins a couple of races every now and then. How is Nicky Terpstra an average bike racer? If Nicky Terpstra was on any team other than Quick Step, he would have been the leader for like the last ten years. But he's on Quick Step, where they only have eyes for Tom Boonen. They just go, "Oh, Tom." But oh, Tom's Tom. so pretty. He's so pretty, but Terpstra's a handsome man. He is, he is, but he's always going to be in that shadow. So, so little guy, what, what, tell us what you got, and then we got to go to Spencer. I, I guess I, I don't want him to be on Quick Step because Quick Step annoys me. So I want him to be on Lotto, which means he'll never win any, anything. He'll <laughs> suck. So, so Spencer, what do you got? How do you answer this question? Okay, so I, uh, I do think he'd be really competitive still. I think if you put that guy. Uh, in his prime on on the equipment we have and give him 11 speeds of electronic goodness and all that jazz uh, he would still smash faces Um, not quite as dominantly as he did I think the playing field has been leveled a bit Um, so I'm going to say that that he'll he'll follow the career trajectory similar to that of Thor Um, like he'll be pretty good for a couple years and then he'll be like flash in the pan good for a couple stages of the tour or something for a couple years and and now he'll just be kind of like resting on his laurels like cruising out the rest of his career like you know some top tens got a big fat contract doesn't have to work that hard for it uh signing autographs and uh, you know wearing the belgian champion jersey or whatever so he'd yeah. be racing for bmc i don't know if he'd be racing he might be racing for bmc you know he'd probably sign that money contract you know he'd, he'd yeah. say you know what I don't care about Belgians that much. <laughs> like, give me the money. That's true. So rapid fire question: Any other rider that you would want to take from the past to put into the peloton that is leading your team? So for me, for example, the the Pearson Nut Roll Company will be led definitely by the one and only Greg Lamond because he's an all around great guy and he's from Minnesota. So little guy, who would be leading the Westphalia? Um, Go Westy team that you have created obviously, in our first episode. Obviously, obviously it's Pinyon. Um, and I have to say, I was on the Greenway today, and I saw a guy in um in one of the old Gatorade jerseys that Pinyon rode for at the end, and Johnny Bunio rode for and stuff. It was pretty beautiful. But um, and, all right, so Pinyon, you know. So Pinyon wearing Go Westy and Spencer, who would be the biggest wiener of them all for the Oscar Mayer cycling team? That's easy, and I don't even need to take him from the past. He comes from our era today. It's Filippo Pizzato. <laughs> the biggest wiener of them all. And with <laughs> that, that... That is so fitting. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the eighth episode wait, of wait, the Soul wait, Ride Podcast. Wait, I got, I got a final. Oh, yeah. He looks great in the pink. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to get edited. Uh, and I would, uh, we would like to thank you for listening to the eighth episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. You can find more information at theslowridepodcast.com. You can email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com with any no, nobody questions emails us, Tim. Why, why do you keep saying this? Nobody emails us. We need, we need guys, to emails. Nobody loves us. 
We'll, we'll get some emails. emails? No, Send us no some emails. emails. And with that, thanks for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> I like the natural super rookie reaction to that. That was good. <laughs> the, the best is people are not going to know who he is, but that's all no. Right. But I mean, they, they, can go to, they can go to your site and look it up. <laughs> in their eyes, they'll just be like, "What?" <laughs>